0: And amen, hallelujah, God is good. Uh, turn your sword, as I said before, to First John in the back of the Bible, just before Jude and Revelation, First John. And uh, it's fairly short, um, 13 verses long, amen. And um, I will read them, and it goes like this. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is the love that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that, as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of Of thy elect sister, greet thee. Amen. Amen. John is writing to a female pastor. As you can see, he says in verse one, the elect lady and her children. Okay, as I said before in in the opening, that some men try to say that he's speaking to the church or, you know, the, the bride of Christ, he's speaking to a woman, a female pastor. And even in verse five, it says, and now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that we had from the beginning that we love one another. See, there are people out there who really don't, um, they, they want to preach the word their way, not according to the Holy Spirit using them. We've got to be very, very careful who we listen to. Not according to what the Holy Spirit tells them to say, but they want to preach what's on their minds, what's on their hearts. And, and there's a lot of... Uh, wrong teachings, we'll say it that way, out there about uh, uh, the ministry, you know? uh, And as I said, if you look in Galatians, you might want to write this down. Let's see, Galatians 3.28, and it says, uh, there is neither Jew nor Greek. Okay, I would say, Jew, that that covers races. (laughs) There should not be any racism or in the in the body of Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond. So just because somebody's in jail doesn't mean they can't be a preacher. Okay, let's be real, right? Just because somebody's in, in some type of uh, of prison, whether it's physical, mental, whatever, uh, financial, you don't have to be rich to be a preacher, or you don't have to be, and some people think you, you don't have to be poor either to preach the word of God. He says in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, just go out and preach. Amen? Amen. And then, he says there's neither bond nor free. He said there is neither male nor female. There you, go. you can't you can't get around that. There is neither male nor female. Amen. So in other words, God's not looking at our race. And there's some people say they're the oh, I don't know what's the word they use, the, the best race in the world, and no, everybody feels that way about their own race. <laughs> You know, it's not about race. It's not about uh, male, being male or being female. And, and it's not about, you know, uh, where we're from, okay? On on the map where you live at, what country you're from, you know? We can all preach for the kingdom of heaven, amen? Um, I, I, Let me give you a little background about uh, John. Now, some people say John the Elder wrote this, the Apostle John, and but let me get a little little study that I did, okay, this morning. Um, The author, they say, okay, is John, son of Zebedee. And if you want to write down Mark 1, 19 to 20, uh, the apostle and the author of the Gospel of John and Revelation, some say, okay, and he was... A fisherman, one of Jesus's inner circle, together with James and Peter, and the disciple whom Jesus loved, if you'd want to look and write down john thirteen verse twenty three okay, he may have been a first cousin of jesus uh his mother may have been Salome, possibly a sister of mary you can, you can look in uh, matthew twenty seven fifty six and it's also in mark fifteen forty all right. And this uh, view assumes that his mother's sister uh, is referring to Salam. Amen. So First John actually, this is what scholars are saying, right? First John actually uh, does not tell us who the author is. Uh, the earliest identification of him comes from the church fathers, actually, Iranius. Clement of Alexandria, Tertullian, and Origen, they all designed the writer as the Apostle John. So people aren't sure, but scholars say it was the Apostle John. He's writing to the elect lady. In verses 1 and 2, he is speaking about the children of the elders. He's talking about the sheep, okay, of the pastors, the shepherds. And they're walking in truth, and they're obeying the word of God. They have spiritual love, spiritual knowledge. God is love. The Bible says God is love. And the best way that we can show that we are children of the Most High God is to love. Amen? Amen. And in verse uh, 2, for the truth's sake, he says, which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever forever truth. God is the truth. God wants us to always tell the truth, no matter what the outcome may be. You know, some people say it's okay to tell, well, a little white lie. You know, they don't want to put the word white on there and they think it's making it look a little better. No, God wants us to walk in truth. And the Bible says anybody that wants to worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And in fact, I believe that's in John as well. Amen. Gotta worship God in spirit. It doesn't say flesh. Too many people are trying to worship God in the flesh. God is, you're, you're doing you're doing the, the, uh, the, the horrible sacrifice. You're doing the sacrifice of Cain. You want it to be of Abel. Amen. Cain gave God the rotten fruit, the fruit of the ground, the fruit of the earth. And that's why God turned it down. Abel gave his best. We want to give God our best. Not our flesh, but our spirit. Amen. When the Holy Spirit's dwelling in you, the flesh should have no place. Amen. You should always walk in victory. Some people can't walk in victory because they're not walking in God's grace and his mercy. They're not walking in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. And uh, verse 3 says, grace be with you. Now, notice what this man is doing. He's saying, he's, he's wishing, he's giving them well wishes, so to speak. He starts out. This is how we should start out when we greet one another, when we meet one another, when we visit somebody. Even if you go out to eat, whatever you're doing, amen, church. Whatever you're doing, grace be with you. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and in love. He is reaffirming that. Jesus is the Christ and God's Son. How should we confess that today? We should still confess the same thing today. 2019, we should confess the same thing that we are children of the Most High God. We should confess that Jesus is the Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And, And, you know, You'd be surprised at the people out there that are they're thinking they're going. You know, there's people out there thinking they're going to go to heaven, and they don't even want to confess that God has a son named Jesus. They say there's people out there to say Jesus was just a, a teacher, um, a rabbi. <laughs> you know, he was a healer. You know, whatever. And and some even called him a wine bibber. All right, they had all kind of names for him, but they will not for their own soul, for the life of them, for their households and their family and their loved ones. They will not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that is the only way to get into heaven. There's going to be a lot of people trying to get to get to heaven, and they're not going to make it. Jesus said he is the way. God is not a man that he should lie. And if he says he's the way, which he did, not if, which he did, then people have to go that way. Amen. People have to believe that he is the way. And I can't understand, it has to be the devil working in them, because why do people work so hard against Jesus? Have you ever noticed that some people will go to the outskirts of their stretch, okay, to, 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 to say that Jesus is not real? Have you noticed that? They will hate you. If they hate Jesus, they don't love you. Plainly put, Verse 4, he says, I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. He rejoiced greatly that he found the children walking in the truth. No oppositional defiance under her, this pastor's rule. All right, watch your children. You won't be judged for your children, but your children can cause a, a great mishap. Under your rule. That goes for pastors, parents, anybody. All right? He's saying the children are living out God's commandments, obedience. They're walking in truth. Amen? They're not in some kind of odd, Christless religion or worshiping of idols. So this female pastor had it going on. And if you, and you know, now I'm thinking about it. If you look back in, you don't have to turn her. I'll turn her myself. Um, Who was it? He, Timothy, when he wrote to Timothy, okay, he wrote to Timothy, that letter, the letters that he wrote to Timothy called out lust, uh, called out the love of money. These people, (laughs) young Timothy, he was a young pastor. His name is derived from the word timid. He was young, and, and 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 most likely these people were trying to overrule him. You know, people always think because you're young in the ministry, whatever, that you don't know what you're doing. And he was going through a lot, so uh, he had to write him. Paul had to write him and tell him what to watch out for. He was it was a correct. They were corrective type of letters, First and Second Timothy. But here, okay, forgive me, everybody. I'm not I'm not favoring her because she's a woman. Happy about it, yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm not favoring her because she's a woman. But he's writing to this female pastor and telling him, telling her. Her children are walking in truth and love. Amen? Something about a woman. Amen. Something about a woman. A woman birthed Jesus Christ. Amen. He is telling her that the children are walking out the commandments of God. They're not worshiping idols, none of that kind of stuff. They're not in some kind of crazy religion, worshiping boards and stones and buildings and lands and all that kind of stuff. Verse 5. And now I beseech thee, lady, there we go again. You want to circle that or, you know, use your yellow marker, pink, whatever. Pink, I'd say, you know, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee. So in other words, he's saying, I'm not saying anything to you that's new. You know these things I'm, I'm speaking of. He said, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. He's not changing anything. He's not changing the way that we should love. Which people do today, you know? You you have those pardon my expression, but you have those tree hugging hippies that say you got to hug a tree to, and and that shows people you love. You know what I mean? You got to sleep with an animal to to show love? No, you, no. You know? He's saying this is not new. He's plainly he plainly calls out that the recipient of the letter is a lady. All right, and he clearly suggests that their agape love agape, get it, godly love, okay, that's A-G-A-P-E, okay, it, 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 to be exercised. And he reassures her that he's not writing any new commandments. In other words, he's saying, whatever you guys are doing over there, it's working for you, and I'm happy for you. Please keep it going. Amen, keep it going. Verse 6, and this is First uh, John verse 6. And this is love, that we walk, okay, this is love, comma, that we, <laughs> okay, walk after his commandment. This is the commandment that as ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. It was God's commandment. It's God's commandment that we love. You cannot love without God. So, All those people, it makes you wonder, all those people that say they love one another or whatever, and they get married and and have relationships or whatever, and they don't believe in Jesus Christ, they don't believe in God, what kind of love is that, you know, not to down anybody. Doesn't the word say God is love? Obviously, they have the antichrist spirit in them to say they're loving, but they don't love the creator of love. My, my, my. (laughs) Amen. Walk in it. John explains that walking in God's commandments in verse 6 constantly reiterates the truth in the lives of the observers, see, whether they accept it or whether they reject it. People see that you are walking with Jesus. I wrote something on um, Facebook the other day. It says something like, um, "Oh my my my, help me Lord." What did it say? It said, um, "Keep walking." Uh, oh, keep walking with Jesus because the devil can't walk on water. <laughs> Only Jesus can walk on water. Amen. When the devil tried to be cute in heaven, he got his wings clipped. Amen. Let's go to verse 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not, see, that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This, he says, is a deceiver and, what else does he say? An antichrist. Now. We are so used to, in these days, 2019, we are so used to using the word Antichrist, Antichrist. He's got an Antichrist spirit, and the president of the Antichrist, and this one and that nation. We, we've blamed so many people for being Antichrist, and half of the people don't even understand what they're saying whenever they say that. Okay, the Antichrist is not just this red figure that drops down out of the sky with horns and a, and a tail, and, and, and his eyes turn green. That's not what it means. Well, I mean... If you want to go there and, you know, envision, envision that. Okay, we talked about envisioning last Sunday. Okay, but the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist is anyone that is against Jesus. Oh God, oh God. Anti, what's that mean? Against Christ, the Messiah, Jesus. And there are many, many, many religions out there that do not believe in Jesus Christ. So what does that make them? Right. Amen. And he says they are, he's telling, this, this man is telling, the apostle is telling the female pastor, okay, that, um, that number one, there's people who, he said the deceivers do not believe that Jesus came in the flesh. And number two, they're antichrist. They are against Jesus Christ. If you do not want to come on this radio show on Sundays and listen to me, okay, let's say you don't like me or you don't like how I talk or you don't like what I say, you are anti-essie. It doesn't, you know, you're anti. It means you're against it. You don't like it. You don't want to back me up. You don't want to help. Amen. And it's the same way with all of us, you know. So, We have to be very, very careful of people, and we shouldn't even really walk with them, amen, because if, look, if you believe in your heart, okay, help me, Lord. If you believe in your heart, the believing in Jesus and serving God is the the right thing, um, you shouldn't have to kneel to anything or anybody else. If anything, they should kneel to you so to speak, right? If you know that you know that you know that Jesus is God and he's part of the triune, part, part of the Godhead, what problem do you have with anybody else? Amen. Verse eight. Uh, no, verse seven. Okay, yeah, we're speaking of the deceivers. Amen. They don't believe that Jesus came and, and, and left and he's going to return. Amen. Amen. This is where Christ is being rejected. People, you know, didn't Jesus say that in the end times, love will wax cold? Love. Watch this. Did we ever think of it this way? In the end times, love will wax cold. What's that mean? Anti-Christ, anti-God. God is love. People just don't love anymore like they used to. And you see so much sex and sex and sex and sex and sex on TV. You hear about sex on the radio. You see it all the time. People walking around half-dressed, nude, you know, bathing suits and bikinis. They're not even, they're strings. <laughs> you know? And people, you know, they're, everything's so demonic anymore. Our children are watching this stuff on TV. All of these antichrist actions, you know. There are things God said in the end times. Love will wax cold, and what's happening is getting to the point where people are so used to see those are that's the term right there. People are so used to seeing that that they don't they forget what real love is. Real love is not hopping in the sack the first time you meet somebody. You want to get to know them, amen? Just like knowing God, having a relationship with the Lord, you want to get to know him. Lord, you know, this might be a crazy question, but what's your favorite color? You know? Lord, what are we going to do today? Thanks for waking me up. What's on our agenda? Lord, was that you that just spoke to me? You know, Lord, which way should I go? Which car should I buy? Which friend? Who is my friend? Who do you think is against me, anti-me, or who do you think is on my side? Include him on everything. That's love. The first time you ever fell in love, how did you act? That's how we should act with God all the time. God, he, he wants you to, he saves your tears in a bottle. He speaks to you. You know, I was waiting for my son to come home from work this morning. And uh he comes sometimes when he comes home, he brings like Chinese food and stuff because he, he takes good care of me and his sister, right? So I'm laying upstairs, he comes real early in the morning, about five, I want to say four thirty five o'clock. And I was waiting for him to come in, and I missed him this time. I guess I was sleeping so deep I missed him. And then sure enough, I heard here. You know, God speaks to me. He speaks to me. Now, I don't know if it was Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, and angel, but I know it was heavenly, and I didn't get scared. I heard the word H-E-R-E, here. And right after I heard that, I heard Jared coming up the steps. God, look, see, see, God is that good. You know, God, is, God can do anything you want him to do as long as it's for the glory of God and his heavenly kingdom. If God can announce someone coming to your home, can you can you imagine what else He can do for a believer? Amen. In verse eight. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full, not a partial, not a piece of, a full reward. Do you do you listeners out there want a full reward from our Father? I do. I want everything He wants to give me. I want it all, not just some. God is limitless. Just like when, G- just like when Jesus said, "Use His name." You know, bind things, bind this, bind that, or whatever. Use His name, you know, to be free of things that are, that are aggravating you, trying to ruin your day. He didn't say, "Say Jesus ten times a day." Say Jesus seven times a day. Limitless. God is limitless. If something aggravates you twelve times a day, say, "But I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ twelve times a day." You have the power. And what if the devil wants to go thirteen and you're done at twelve? <laughs> you're lost, right? Amen. Amen. He warns us to look to ourselves. He warned us not to suffer spiritual loss by accepting anything that non-believers have to offer. Don't accept anything. If they don't believe in, God, look, if somebody can't believe in Jesus and they can't believe in God, what can they do for you? Amen. Take heed. Doesn't the song say, Watch ye therefore? Take heed, folks. Amen. Verse 9 Whoever transgresses and abides not in the doctrine of Christ has not God. Point blank. Okay, whoever does not live Christ-like is walking in disobedience, and they are not of God. You don't need a calculator. You don't need a, a dream book. <laughs> you guys remember dream books back in the day? And all of them was lying. You don't need none of that stuff. If somebody's not walking in God, confessing Christ as their Savior, and walking for the Lord, they are not of God. Amen. And second half, he uh Verse 9. Second half, he says, um, he that abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Oneness with the Father. You are abiding in the vine. Amen. Abiding with Jesus. Amen. Those who live holy according to the word of God, which means they study the Bible, are his. Those that don't are not. Amen. Listen to this, okay? Uh, Talking about verse 9. Demons need bodies where the Holy Spirit does not dwell. And these, quote-unquote, anti-Christ bodies are demonic and can cause us to lose faith if we give way to them. If you yield to these people that do not believe the same way you do, they're going to sooner or later overtake you. Amen. So be very very careful. And that's why the Bible speaks so much about the wheat and the tare. And then they asked the master, "Do you want us to rip the 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 uh the tare up out of there?" And the master said, "No. No, 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 no! Don't do that. Because if you rip up the tear, you're gonna rip up the wheat. You know, wait on the Lord. Wait till the Lord. Wait till the end times. (laughs) Amen. So I just heard, thank you, Lord. Confirmation. Amen. So you know, don't be so busy trying to judge who is and who isn't. Amen. Because you might get it wrong. You know, just do what you're supposed to do and pray for them. Pray for everybody. Your prayers may change their heart. Where am I at? Okay. Verse ten. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your home, neither bid him Godspeed. That means church meetings and everything else. If somebody tries to, I remember one time I was in a church and um somebody came in there and started preaching. They tried to we were holding conversations or whatever, you know, before church started. And they tried to um they start talking about some kind of religion or something that had nothing to do. They were literally trying to blend themselves in our church with the church people and 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 preach their word, quote, unquote, at the same time. Oil and water don't mix. He tells you here, do not receive them into your house. Do you know that there is a transference of spirits? You can let somebody into your house that doesn't believe the same way you do, and you wonder why the lights blink, your bills are never paid in full, you can't get caught up, and why you hear creaking at night, and you see things that scare you, and weird things happen because there is a transference of spirits. I have a sister And she she lives here in Pittsburgh with me. She is no joke. She does not play with that stuff. My sister is the kind of person, if she gets a letter that doesn't look right, it's not getting read. It's not getting read. And when you go into her house, it's just as peaceful and nice, see, because she's not nebby. She doesn't need to see everything. She doesn't need to hear everything. And see, yes, we telling you right there, it's verse ten. Don't let them in the house, and do not bid them Godspeed. You cannot bless a mess. <laughs> you can't. Hey, you cannot bless the devil. Amen. They've already rejected Jesus. How many more times do we need to learn from that? Amen. Do not wish them Godspeed. Amen. Because you'll be a partaker of their evil deeds. If you know they're evil, why are you doing something that you know you should not be doing with them? Verse 11. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Right there. Verse 12. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come unto you and speak face to face. And he says why? That our joy may be full. You see, It's okay. It's great to to print online, and we have our ministries online, and we're typing on LinkedIn and Facebook and Google and all that kind of stuff, but it's so awesome to see somebody face-to-face, to to meet somebody face-to-face. Amen. Your joy is full because you're riding on the Spirit of God with one another. You're connecting with one another. Amen. And he would rather talk personally to the elect lady face-to-face and with paper and ink more can be said and discussed than with paper and ink. When you get together, okay, there's more that can be said and discussed. God, the, the, the connection there, there's a connection there. Like I said, the handshake signal. The Holy Spirit in you has a handshake signal with the Holy Spirit in another person. Amen? Speaking words can create a holy atmosphere. Speaking words can create joy, joy in a Holy Ghost. And notice he's saying that he wants to get together with her one day so that their joy may be full. He didn't say so they can cry on each other's shoulders, did he? So they can complain about Jody, Susan, and Sam? No. To sob and cry? No. And lastly, verse 13, he says, the children of thy elect sister greet thee. Amen. The children of thy elect sister greet thee. He tells her to greet her church and others are sending their greetings to her. So this lady that he is speaking to with the name unknown had it going on, folks. And I don't know if some of you listening right now, I see a a, a few of you on here, praise the Lord. Bless your whole household. amen. But I don't know how many of you knew this, but First, John, talking to a woman, are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, just say this, okay? Say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I apologize for all that I did that was anti-Christ. I accept you as my Savior. I accept you. Amen. I accept you as my leader. I accept you as my guide. I accept you as my Lord. You are the risen Christ. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. Amen, amen. Now, what you just said, okay, think about what we just said. You accepted him. Everything that you did before this moment is gone. He's that kind of God. I don't care how bad it is. He He doesn't care. It's gone. So let it be gone. The only ones that's going to bring up what you did are your enemies and people who want to see your downfall, people who want to be a stone in the middle of your path. See, this is why you have to now watch who you hang with, Okay. And live, he said, be ye holy for I am holy. Now, that doesn't mean greater than thou. You don't walk around looking down your shoulders or your nose at people. It just means live better. Amen. Live and trust in him. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. And how it goes, in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. Until I die, he wants you to trust in him now. Okay, don't trust. I'm talking. We got. We got the We got Google. We have dictionaries. How's about just going to God? Amen. Find yourself a Bible-believing church that preaches. I'm not even going to mention the Bible because I mentioned the Bible. Uh, A couple Sundays ago, and I messed around, and forgive me, I mentioned a Bible that leaves out some major scriptures. I won't even say the name of it again. But I like King James, y'all. I I like King James. But if you can't understand the King James, just try to find something that is very, very close to it and sense things without the hither, thither, thuses, and vows, okay? So start studying Jesus. Start studying about him and learning. And when you read when you read the Bible, you are actually reading Jesus on paper. Did you know that? This is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in here. And the only way you're going to understand it is with the Holy Ghost. You ask God to open up your eyes and show you what you're reading. Watch what happens. God is awesome. God is awesome. Give him time. Watch what happens. Amen. Well, I am so glad that y'all came today. I see you and all on here. You're beautiful. I just want to let you, just in case nobody ever told you that, I think you're beautiful. You know why? Even though I'm on a radio and I can't see you, you're beautiful because you're here and you that means you love the Lord. And everything that God made in Genesis, God said, it is good. Did he not? So you're good. You're beautiful. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And I say to you, shalom. Go in peace. God bless you. And to God be the glory for the things he has done.